The Wrestling Brain podcast is recorded in front of a live audience at twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. You can be a part of the show, have your voice heard, hang out in the chat, or call in and talk to us immediately following AEW Dynamite, AEW Rampage, and AEW Pay-Per-Views. Check us out live immediately following all of those shows on twitch.tv slash wrestlingbrain. And while you're here on the podcast, do us a favor, rate us five stars or subscribe or follow or whatever your favorite podcast provider does do that for us and you could be one of the many people who are saying wrestling brain Welcome to the Wednesday Night A Show. You are rocking live on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain with the sword and shields. My name is your boy, the Zoobs. I am joined by J Zero, the one and only Josh Custodio. You are watching Wrestling Brain. You are hearing Wrestling Brain more and more. You are watching live, as I said, twitch.tv slash wrestling brain, or maybe the next day on YouTube. Maybe you're listening on the Wrestling Brain podcast. However, you're hearing us or seeing us, we love having you here, and we are excited to talk about another week of AEW Dynamite. And I am the sword and shield to do it with my brother, my tag team partner, the one and only, the brain genius himself, Mr. Josh Custodio. Uh, Zoobs, I got a lot to say about tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite, which I get the sense I liked more than most people. I thought this was uh, 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 mostly exciting propulsive episode things were moving and shaking uh but i got the sense maybe people a little more divided on this one so i'll be excited to go to the brainiacs in the chat on that one but i'm feeling good i'm feeling great obviously a giant flub uh at the tail end of the show but we can get to that when we get there zoobs if i seem more excited than usual it's because i am we're fresh off of all out week and these zoobs is gonna be out here visiting me in vancouver next week and that or two weeks from now two weeks from now. and uh and that gets a guy that gets a guy out of bed let me tell you i'm going to be there with you for the arthur ash show which is shaping up to be a, the, uh one of those little mini one of those little mini ones uh people seem to be the people in the chat here who are watching us live on twitch.tv uh, are pretty on your side here saying great season premiere thought it was good and fun uh eric says i like a million things happening right now i okay. also really, i also really enjoyed it i thought um to summarize it in so many words i thought it was a great answer to those people that uh that say like oh how are they going to use the new guys like there's there's not gonna be enough tv time it's like they meet they had so many will hobbs against will hobbs uh you know that match had was with complete original guys um they're continuing to use those guys like i I think this should really you said it last week um after the all-out show i was like really need to kill the like it's anything like wcw thing because like wcw would never have a night like this where (laughs) no the big star they brought in is immediately like i'll work with any young talent in the building like and that's all they want to do like yeah reminds me a lot of wcw when cm punk is out there being like where's will hobbs hook and uh (laughs) and hot up after darby allen and being attacked by 2.0 it also reminds me a lot of wcw uh, but in the early 90s, not, not 2000s, as people uh, imply. Zoobs, I may be more fired up because I'm coming to us live, fresh off a Twitter dispute. Uh, somebody in the wrestling brain mentions <laughs> saying that it was a, a good idea to cut off Minoru Suzuki's entrance right before Kazuni Nair. Um, not good. Anyway, 
If I'm full of fury, you know what it is. And if you're full of love, you want to calm me down. Consider dropping a follow. Consider dropping a subscription. Maddie Mac in the chat, I saw, dropped a subscription right out the gate. Thank you to our very own Maddie Mac. Uh, if you are here for the first time, we hope you enjoy the show. Please feel free to be active with the hunks in the chat. Although this is a transphobia, homophobia, and racism-free corner of the wrestling internet. So uh, if that suits you just fine, c -c come on. Uh, and we're chasing Night of a Thousand Brainiacs. We, 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 originally, it was... Uh... A thousand by all out, and I'm super proud that the amount of people that came out and showed support. We got to uh, what 833? It's crazy. We got we got very close to the way there, which was a huge stretch goal for us. So uh, now it's night of a thousand brainiacs. We'll have to get there before Halloween. Makes sense, right? You're absolutely right. Halloween seems like an appropriate next goal on a day that I love, so it gives us something to celebrate. E Prime saying, Josh, no getting mad online. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but he is right. Uh, Zeus, before we kick into getting into Dynamite, bottom to top, talking about each and every portion of the show, we're going to do what it is we like to do around these parts on a scale of one to seven. One being the worst, seven being the best. What did you, the viewer, think of tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite? You spent two hours watching this thing. That's not nothing. You spent time. Zeus, where are you on this one? Maybe, maybe a little bit of a spotty show, but some high highs for me. What, what do you say? Yeah, man, the chat is coming out heavy with things in the five, five and a half, five range. I love uh, these people. I am a six person, at least, at least six. Uh, six, six and a half, probably. Uh, Eric with a, with a seven, couldn't take my eyes off it. Yeah, I thought it was a really interesting show. I got a lot out of this. Doug Crap looking to calm me down, dropping a 10 back in the chat, solidifying his lead as the number one Brainiac. Thank you so much, Doug Crap. Uh, and if you are one of those 10 recipients of a gift sub, be sure to shout out uh mr crap days retro is with me 6.5 mcvander huge and seventh offensive sixes actually picture another six 5.5 e prime five from pace foul so i mean no listen nobody hates it no one's like oh terrible right five if the lowest score is five out of seven that's a very good episode of television um that's absolutely that. agree i'm probably closer to the five and a half range but that's because i really felt like this show needed a, a wrestling match on it like a big wrestling match near the end and it should have been mock suzuki but for a couple reasons i think that just didn't exactly get to where it needed to go for me but we could talk about that when we get there maybe i'm off base there too zoobs dynamite kicks off this night with an all-out recap letting us relive again one of the best nights in wrestling history and this is a, maybe a good point to shout out our podcast audience thank you to everybody who downloaded our all-out podcast review if you want to hear the zoobs and i wax poetic about one of the greatest uh nights in the history of wrestling head on over to spotify you can listen to the first hour of that right up there zoobs i thought it would be worthwhile of us are you if they're doing a recap so shall we not of the show but are you still feeling a little of that all-out glow did you enter tonight's dynamite being like Oh man, I'm ready. I'm ready to give some uh, my undivided attention to AEW again. Yeah, of, co of course. Listen, we, we talked on Sunday. I was super hyped for what the, for what was coming up. Um, and I, yeah, I, I didn't think there was anything on this show that I was like I didn't like, which is always sort of the huge barometer for me, right? I, I I had to make sure that I had it within view basically the whole night. Um, so yeah, that's a huge that's a huge test pass. And I don't know. I, I I thought it was I thought it was a pretty full show of of a lot of answers to concerns people maybe like wanted yes. to make up for no reason right you know what i mean um well you know things like brian pilman jr's mic time wasn't incredible but like the fact that they even recognized that I moment thought it was good yeah like no listen it's a very hard spot to be in there against mjf for sure um and i thought you know it would have probably served him a lot better to just run into the ring right away and and land a beat down right instead of going mic to mic but so it goes you know, that's, that's a nitpick but 
Um, sure. No, that makes sense, though. It, the spirit of it is right, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? Like, the idea of even doing that segment, I think, is 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 worthwhile. So, Anfield Road dropping that. a five-pack. Thank you so much for our pal Alex. Let me thank good friend Jake here. Uh, good friend Jake around these parts, known for making a good takes generally, I would say. But he's saying this true stinker I see going around Twitter right now. So I'm just going to put the <laughs> into this one saying, so everyone here was mad that Kaznanair was cut short, but wanted Moxley Suzuki to be shorter. Okay, then. What are people talking about? We were two seconds away from the Kaznanair. <laughs> two seconds. It wasn't. We're not talking about a difference of that. Hey. Like, we're literally talking about the length of time to say Kaznanair. We're not talking about like there's two seconds long, and well, I, and the end of the, the end, end of the match is three minutes of Mox walking through the crowd. <laughs> I'm not I'm not gonna have one black hair left by the end of time. If somebody's gonna come in here and be like, when when Kenny Omega was cutting that promo, did that remind anyone else of uh, the main event Mafia and TNA? I'm gonna throw this mic on the ground. I'm gonna explode. Yeah, uh, Good friend Jake's just joking around. I figured as much. But I'm glad you do it. We appreciate you at least bringing the take so Josh can talk on it. Um, Thank you so much, it's an important GFJ. Zoobs, it opened up tonight with a, a match that I think the the sort of consensus in my Discord tonight was that Malachi Black versus Dustin Rhodes is actually something we're all kind of looking forward to, thought that it might play out kind of nicely. Um, Malachi Black, <laughs> you want to cut some time on the show, maybe from Malachi Black sitting motionless at the open of this, but I loved this. Malachi Black getting the full experience uh getting to sit there for a while ruminate before the entrance even starts look spooky look smoky all this good stuff how cool is alice or uh, malachi black to you right now the zoobs he's been probably the the best handled um debut they've had in, a, in you know other than you know the nuclear reactions you knew you were going to get with the guys at the very top but of the right guys that came in before that i think he's had the best introduction um everything seems to fit really nicely he seems to really be comfortable and uh Sort of to the point that you made before, um, a previously, I think it was about something else, but sort of, you know, really accentuating the pluses and not really caring at all about the minuses and really making uh, a lot out of out of just who he is. And, and, and it basically, it really does seem like himself and what he wants to be. So there's a real authenticity to it that it doesn't like seem too uh, over the top, I guess, sort of, which can always be a, a danger with these kind of characters, right? It seems really, yeah. it seems really grounded in who he is, right? I agree. It does seem very grounded in who he is. In fact, JR spends the majority of this match putting over more of his like uh, kickboxing credentials, although he does initially call him one of my favorite JR slip-ups in a while. Again, I thought JR was, has been really good both on Rampage and All Out last week, so I'm not here to just dump on JR. But he did call Malachi Black a kickfighter here, not a kickboxer. <laughs> uh, a tr I think he called him a trained kickfighter. So uh, much like V-Zoobs trained in uh, kickfighting also, I believe, <laughs> if I'm not... Am I right about that? It's one of the it's one of the yeah, stage stage kickfighting. I had two separate people who watched all out this weekend who are not normal AEW viewers say something to me. Now they don't know each other, and they both made the same point to me this weekend. And in this matchup, I was like, okay, Love maybe we do need to do something about this. Zoops, this is the longest shot ever. But can you or anyone in the chat guess what this person's complaint was watching all out? And then seeing the beginning of uh, this match. Sorry. So someone reached out to I'll you. I'll just say it. It's too convoluted yeah. of a question, Zoops. This is on me. Somebody reached out to me, two separate people, and they said, why does everyone in AEW paint half their face? <laughs> <laughs> so here's Malachi. And I started writing these down here. So I've got my list. And maybe oh, the chatter, boy. you could chime in because I think I might be forgetting some people. 
but I was thinking about this. So you have Dustin Rhodes and Malachi Black against one another in this match, right? Darby <laughs> Allen and Chris Statlander on Sunday. Right. As well as Thunder Rosa. Um, those were the five I could think of. Am I forgetting some people? Are there other people who are not, not painting their face? Paint half their face. Man, the, I, I, the, the, Ab- <laughs> Abaddon. Abaddon. <laughs> That's sort of two different stuff. But yeah, I think she could play. Boy. Yeah, I said Darby Stone Cold ET. Yeah. Darby fathered Darby fathered the whole flow. Um, I thought that was funny. That is a really funny observation. That's that's awesome. I had never noticed that before, and then these two walked out, and I was like, "All right." <laughs> uh, what did you think of the boot, the Cody boot that uh, Malachi drags out? And you get a little bit of this big flashing lights that say Cody on them. Well, and the match does get announced for an event at the the end of tonight's show, but. Uh... Listen, man, I don't know. Why would Malachi Black want another piece of Cody? It's the same thing as Cody, him ad- interrupting Cody's promo. Like, after you kick a guy's ass soundly, it's not you chasing them. So I don't know. I, I, you know, I wasn't moved, but it's happening on TV. Cody will be back. Uh, what did you think? Yeah, you know, you're always going to be reminded of, of that sort of – that is the overarching idea of what he's doing, right? Malachi Black, all the matches he's having. So I, I'm always sort of – I think I'm sort of of the opinion of it's like, let's just get there so we can get past it. Sort sure. Of, sort of thing. I'm just like, all right. I get what you mean. Let's get to this Cody thing and get it over with and, and get to the fallout thing and then get through that. So we can see – I can see sort of him going in a direction I really would like to see because, you know, you, you do the announcing your presence thing is one thing. You can't do it for eight months. Well, that's the thing, and and you are right there. Something struck me in this match, Zoobs, and I'm wondering if I'm if I'm a little off base here, and maybe you in the chat could help me. Did Dustin Rhodes do better against Malachi Black than Cody did? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I thought so. For sure. So that's a little weird, eh? Yeah. Well, Cody was distracted by something, probably. Well, I, yeah, I guess that's. Uh, I guess so. I can't say I'm very moved for this match, man. I mean, can, can we get Malachi Black away from the Nightmare family? This guy is so cool, and I want to see him face everyone in the roster. And it's it's Lee Johnson and Dustin Rhodes all leading to a rematch with Cody. It's like the people that, like, I know we get the callers like, oh, you're, you're so hard on Cody. Like, this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, all Malachi can do is sit around and wait for Cody to come a guy. A guy he beat. Madness to me. Uh, it's a similar story to what happened with Cody and Brody Lee. Absolutely good friend, Jake. I agree. I was here shitting on that too. Loudly, even. <laughs> uh, anything else you'd like to say about this uh, match, Zeus? The crowd obviously loves Malachi Black here. Yeah, no, uh, I, I did sort of like the sort of the progression that he's gotten throughout going through all the people in the family and like Dustin really putting up a hard match. I thought it was always nice, but uh, doesn't yeah, it doesn't do a lot for me that it's involving the nightmare. Family. I would rather I would rather him with just about anybody else, just about doing just about anything else. Yeah, that that makes sense to me, and I don't even think it sounds like hyperbole. A Lucha Bros promo, Zoobs, and I was reminded of those great promos of from the Kabuki Warriors over in New York, where Oscar would go in Japanese and uh, Karsan would go in her English. I love the Lucha Brothers with Phoenix in his broken English, and then Pentagon in Spanish, and Alex Abrahantes doing the Penta says. Um, I love these guys as champions. Yeah, great. I'm, I'm glad that they're um, 
I hope they get like a star ranking run and, and there's a ton of matchups for them. I hope this sort of refocuses the tag team division as well. I think it is really like a, a point made at the pay-per-view that they are on this level and above, right? The sort of make very much yeah. showing like you get these guys locked in a cage pound for pound. They can beat anybody uh, because they're so talented. I hope that is what the run sort of represents. And, yes. and we get some of the classic, because as you said many times, um, the tag team division sort of what was supposed to be what opened the door here. So if they're going to lead it, um, I would love to see a run with a lot of fun defenses. There's a lot of people they could take on. Proud and Powerful's up first. Can Proud and Powerful take another title loss? Like, it's hard to imagine the Lucha Bros dropping already, right? Yeah, I'd be surprised. But maybe it, maybe, that, maybe that's what happens, you know? They, they once again used for their one-night unbelievable bangers powers. <laughs> that is exactly what they are. Uh, damn it, damn it, damn it, saying that Dustin Rhodes is the best wrestler in the Nightmare family in 2021. Could that be true? It could be. It sounds crazy, <laughs> but you can chew on that. I, I'm not saying I agree, but I, I can't I can't say no, it's blank, you know? So, uh, you know, maybe there's something to that. Up next here, Zoobs, after Penta says, we got Eddie Kingston says. Like we had said on the preview show, Eddie Kingston isn't going to win this match, but they're going to give him the mic on Dynamite, and he's going to erase that loss. And that's what Eddie Kingston was here to do. Zoobs, both of them making it pretty clear that I think we're headed for a rematch here, right? Is that what you got from this uh, video package between the Mad King and the Redeemer? Yeah, that's, that was the idea that I, I take away from it. It's, it's definitely not uh, squashed and, and, you know, with cause in, in terms of how the, the finish went down. So I'll take another helping. Absolutely. In New York? Uh, that sounds great. I have no problem with it. Do you have to put Eddie over if they're in New York? Could Eddie end the mural run? Could Ed, could Eddie be your modern Mick Foley where it's all about the wins and not about the defenses? Could he w beat Miro in New York City and then drop it to Miro on TV the next week and people will still be thrilled? Chat seems pretty with it. Chat seems pretty with it. Your friend Jake suggests Eddie and, Eddie and Arthur Ashe. We've got a couple, a couple yeses. Like Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> More on that later. Uh, a. Jeffrey seems to agree with that idea. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just, it's not about the reins, it's about the wins. Um, other wrestlers like that, but I'm struggling for uh, to think of them. But I could extremely see it. Obi-Wan Kabashi saying, Miro would destroy Rusev, I think. You have to agree. Yeah. Justin Morris saying proud and powerful having a great match is more important right now than getting the wins. Cements them in the minds of people as great workers. Yeah, maybe. And you know that Lucha Brothers and them were, will put on a corker. And if you have Eddie winning on that card, you can probably, you know, cheat that a little. I don't think you can send both of them. You can't have a both lose if those are the title matches in New York and send the New York crowd home double unhappy. Right. Um, CM Punk's out, Zoobs. CM Punk speaks. Yeah, just your you know your your regular average weekly CM Punk's on the show now, and he gets to talk for however long as he wants. <laughs> That's my favorite version of television. Did you happen to watch the the post all out presser with Tony Khan and CM Punk and Brian Danielson? I didn't get I didn't get through all of it, but some great uh, vibes around. You can tell Tony likes Brian Danielson and is so glad he's there. He thinks CM Punk is Jesus. Like, Tony Khan <laughs> might like CM Punk more than I do. He refers to him exclusively as Mr. Punk. And I do believe that, Zeus, what you're saying may be 100% accurate, that he may just straight up be like, oh, yeah, Mr. Punk, here's the mic. Like, <laughs> that direction. Unblinking and smiling, as he always is, one Tony Khan, the only good billionaire. CM Punk's out there. 
he puts over Minoru Suzuki, talks about how Cincinnati should be honored to have a former king of Pancrase, a Carl Gotch trained athlete in the house. Zoobs, when you asked, what do you want CM Punk to be doing on Dynamite? When the chat asked us, when we asked one another, I think we, we wanted a little Ricky Starks. We wanted a little powerhouse Hobbs. But did either of us ever think of the sidecar <laughs> that comes with that? Is Taz versus CM Punk on the mic? This eluded me somehow. Would you ever imagine the human suplex machine and uh, the best in the world? Feeding us absolutely what we want, right? Is Is feeding us excellent tests for these young guys uh to really see what they're made of it's gonna be really fun i think punk versus hobbs i was like holy shit do it tonight like give me that right away (laughs) immediately and and i think if he's able to uh able to do uh you know some promo battles against uh, ricky starks like you're looking at that as as a proving ground for that for a young talent and did you ever in a million years think he would be directly calling out hook on his like third dynamite, <laughs> he knows uh, so, he knows where the money is. He that's knows what where I was the money about is. to say. <laughs> Seems we really are the sword and shield because the <laughs> only way that I could imagine CM Punk getting to hook is the guy's got a mind for the biz so savvy that he's sitting around that locker room, and even if he never watched the product before, he would simply see Hooks look sitting there disinterested with his arms crossed and go, "Who the fuck is that guy?" <laughs> like that's <laughs> you're not gonna sneak that past uh, CM Punk. Shap top, Shappy on the street saying taz was looking to shoot on punk brother listen <laughs> i agree but it was almost vice versa listen to people already saying, oh i'm tired of the punk happy to be here think it wasn't that tonight this was old school cm punk and you know why it was old can i go off for a minute here zoops what would i what would i be as a host if, if my whole job wasn't to get you to the point where you were about to go off and then set you free to go off Brother, you know how to light the fuse that had fire it because this was old school CM Punk in a way that reminded me of him in New York because CM Punk wants to deal with reality. He's not a fourth wall Vince Russo era, you know, oh, the real fight's here and I actually just like, it's none of that. But Taz is saying, hey, keep our names out of your mouth. And Punk goes, I just asked the audience, who do you want to see me lock up with? They said Brian Daniels. They, they said tons of things. They didn't say anyone on Team Taz, which was true. And Punk wants to deal in re- – and it's such an advantage. These guys are on their heels. He goes, I want to get an interview you did, though. And it's like the, he, it, it was so classic Punk that he knew that the best – he was reading the room. What did the audience give me? And that's what I'm pointing at here. Just classic CM Punk here. Beautifully said. No one called for Team Taz, says CM Punk. <laughs> Except for these Zoobs, who said he wants him against the whole team top to bottom. Zoobs, talk to me about these matchups we have laid in front of you and sort of your anticipation for uh, what you can only describe as uh, mouth-watering dishes. Yeah, I think I think stylistically it's, it's a great showcase of the kind of guys that Punk uh, has worked with throughout the course of his career and like make or break sort of, not make or break, but like really... You know, sort of you sort of level up in your interacting with him, or or it it it's sort of he will expose it, you know, in, in sort of a way. You know, what yes, I mean? expose is exactly the word I should have used. But in the same token, like, can be absolutely incredible at highlighting strengths, right? He can also make like he he's going to make Hobbs look unbelievable, right? The the I think it's going to be uh, really great stuff. And yeah, the the Punk versus Starks promos is a is a very big first like um 
Starks is going to have to step up. Absolutely we both right. thought he was so good, and it's felt like he slowed down a bit. Punk is going to have to get him to that level. I, I think he's going to let Hobbs beat the shit out of him and then just catch like an Anaconda Vice out of nowhere. Mm. Like the crafty veteran can outgrapple this powerhouse, but Hobbs looks like he was on the brink of a win there. Can't wait for that one. Yeah. Oh, I love this from Ashton Kutcher. Maybe we could get this from you too, Zoobs. Ashton Kutcher in the chat giving a CM Punk first team Taz <laughs> ranking. So great, really smart thing here from Ashton. First slot hook, you know. Of course. <laughs> I think Second I think Ashton Kutcher nailed it. I think that's my my alignment. Maybe read them aloud then, Zoobs, just for the people uh, who are listening to the podcast. Yeah, ranked out from top to bottom. Number one, Hook, obviously. Number two, Hobbs. Number three, Taz. Number four, Starks. Which is kind of crazy to think about, right? Let's, and, and this is the old – It's <laughs> our Matt Seidel thing is back. It's clearly fourth best. <laughs> Absolute stars. <laughs> you said it. I did it, big brother. Uh, top saying, Taz to his food after the show. Beat me if you can. Survive if I let you. Thank you to Taz. Does Punk become the FTR champion? Asked Matty Mac. I don't think so. I hope so. What do you, or the FTW champion? I think he means. right, 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 right. I, I no, no, absolutely not. Maybe, but no. Another promo in a promo heavy show here, Zoobs, as uh, Santana and Ortiz are backstage. I thought this was actually kind of a weaker promo from Proud and Powerful relative to maybe what we normally get from the fellas. Am I uh, on the moon here? Did you did you sense maybe, I don't know, like straight up less passion coming off them? So, so often they feel like caged animals ready to I, – I didn't get that off tonight. It felt a little fugazi. Wow, strong accusations. But you got, you got agreements uh, in the chat. Yeah, it, it came as a little you know baseline, a little standard, I think, probably for, what, for the standard we have set for them, which is to say – That's all I'm quite saying. Quite high, yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfectly, uh, but it does make me fine. want to see them. Yeah, it does want to make me see them tussle with uh, the best of the best. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I, I'm sort of excited by default for things that are sort of growing there, uh, the tag division here, because I think it's an opportunity. Uh, you know, the way this show is filling up, I think a strong tag division is really going to be uh, important with 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 how many good tag teams they have. This seems like a good spot to mention, Zoobs, that in the second hour, we're going to be joined by the great Torque Penderloin, who was in the building for All Out on Sunday. So we're going to be quizzing all about uh, what it was like to actually be in the arena for that. Then, of course, over to your calls. We're going to hear about your thoughts on tonight's AEW Dynamite. And Zoobs, finally, the post-show show. After that, a discussion on what makes a great wrestling show and uh, the different ways it can be done. I'm excited for that one. Yeah, that's a, that's it's a very exciting night. Can't wait to hear about the magic of being on the goddamn arena for All Out. Good lord. A uh, nice boy line throwing on something interesting here, Zoops. Do they feel less like caged animals because they've gotten some wins under their belt now? Um, that they're more confident as a team. Hmm, that's an interesting theory. I don't know. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if I directly am able to attribute it to that, but I, I can see the I can see the logic behind that thinking, and if that's the way it works for him. They should say that then. That's not bad. I will say a major down on this show is not enough 2.0. <laughs> Where were Matt and Jeff? Guys, and now, say what you want about the Zoobs. He's been talking about Ever Rise. He's been talking about Matt and Jeff for who knows how long at this point. This guy <laughs> is a the show head. Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. Eastern time, the Zoobs has sat down with his, his mug that says the show, and he's watching Matt and Jeff. Isn't that right, Zoobs? <laughs> yeah, that's me. I follow all the, all the vlogs. That's me. 
<laughs> if you stayed awake 24 hours a day, you couldn't watch all the fucking wrestling vlogs. Ruby Soho is in the back giving an interview with uh, Mr. Tony Schiavone when she is interrupted by Britt Baker Zoobs. I loved this interaction. Ruby, people don't do this enough in AEW. Excalibur tries to sometimes, which I appreciate. But so many of these people have passed on the indies. This is a hip crowd you're performing to. Bring it up. Ruby Soho talking about, listen, Britt Baker may have beat me to AEW, but I brought her into the industry. This idea that she could big sister me in any sort of way is ridiculous. And that's an advantage that no matter when we face off, I'm always going to carry. I, I thought this interaction, I felt like they had natural chemistry. Uh, I'm already eager to see this match. I, I, I liked this quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm really glad to see her added to the division. Gives it an extra layer of depth, which I think we'll talk about a little later on. Uh, I thought was showcased in a nice way uh, later in the show. Um, yeah, and I, 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 I'm with you. I, I also, I thought Britt, the runaway to catering line, Will says. I thought she came back oh, yeah. and was like absolutely at the level and like did not uh Where disappoint. You spent most of your time. Yeah, it did not disappoint in the slightest. Um great. It's great. Yeah, it's great to have it's great to have a, a like a, a over baby face for sure that can hang sort of in all the different ways that you need to be able to in the championship scene. I don't know if Justin Morris is still in the chat, but something we'd always talk about on our old show there was that you could sort of t test how weird chemistry is when somebody is matched up against Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon is not a great wrestler. And yet sometimes great wrestlers have great matches with him, but there's also great wrestlers who have bad matches with him. And I just feel like Ruby and Britt are two wrestlers who you see them together and it just, it's like, okay, yep. Here's your, here's your high school bully versus your, your emo kid, your, your theater geek versus your jock, your, your, whatever, you know, your breakfast club, two ends of the spectrum playing out. It's just a, a natural dynamic that I think we all, I, I know people didn't like the Brian Cage, Darby Allen dynamic quite as much as I did, but I think I praised it for a similar thing where you just pair those two up together and you're like, I get this. I know what this is. Yeah, ab no, absolutely. That's a great, uh, that's a great comparison. Shappy on the street, gifted out a sub here in the chat. Thank you, Shap Top, you gorgeous, beautiful man. And I will say, I think Shap Top does this. I'll remind others, if you're watching us in hero mode right now, take a photo of you watching the AEW dudes on your television. Tweet it into us, at wrestling underscore brain, and we will enter you once a month into the Hall of Heroes. You will be on the show. We'll, poof, you'll be a hero forever in our damn hearts. Uh, Justin Morris, yeah, saying the final thing here. AJ and Kevin Owens have better matches with Shane McMahon than they have with each other. Always a mind blower. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great, that's a great, it's a great call, demo. Dante Martin versus Powerhouse Hobbs out there. You want to get me siced for a matchup? If you want to tell me what the part of the promise of Dynamite that I like, but really sort of the promise that I like about the best time in NXT. This is sort of the match that I like to bite my teeth into. It feels sort of quasi-developmental in a way. Obviously, we're on national television. Both these guys are more than good enough. I'm not trying to slight on them by saying this is developmental. But these are two guys wrestling now that are going to wrestle way in the future. And they're going to be even better than, again, a natural dynamic one we're familiar with. Your small high flyer versus your big power guy trying to ground him. I thought it was a little weird, including the ending here. Not the smoothest match. But uh, again... I, I think I like this match more than the timeline did, including sort of the wacky ending. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. I guess the timeline, not on the same page as us. I like this too. I thought this is the whole, this is the whole bit. This is exactly what people were saying 
we were we were losing with all the with all the additions and, and what was not going to happen and what they were doing wrong. Um, I like it a lot. I, I love. Come on, you got to love big strong guy against fast guy who can fly. Let's come on. That's classics. That's playing the hits. I'm with you now. Were there like I wasn't clear what happened in the ending? Was Hobbs a little stunned, or did he think he had hurt Dante Martin, so he didn't want to lie on him right away and hook the leg? But there's like a weird. He hits the spine buster, then he either hooks the leg and then pauses, or like pause. I think he pauses before he hits the leg, and then just kind of a weird ending. Uh, Matty Mac, or no, sorry, Doug Crap, uh, pointing out that hook was there. Yeah, a distraction via chewing gum. The the perfect hit. Hook. If I could do a hook impression zooms to the camera, would you mind? Yeah, oh, hold on. Absolutely. What about hold on? Yeah, you're, you're good to go. It whips. It's <laughs> an awesome distraction. He ain't phased. You a com- you're a comic book geek. I'm cool. Yeah. Once again, every impression ever done on this show. Uh, absolute to the T. Yeah, well, thank you, big brother. You're still doing Cesaro to this day. <laughs> and nailing it, I might think. Some say Cesaro would have to hit the, find out where the weights are to look like the zoo. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't even say that about Cesaro. Cesaro's the guy who knows where the weights are in the gym. There's no yeah, getting around that. That's the guy who looks right. good getting off the bus. <laughs> Zoobs, I'm very excited to get into our first Keep It or Kick It of the evening. I am too. Holy cow. It feels like we've been at this forever. No, no Keep It or Kick It. I'm sorry to the chat for with stay, or, uh, from uh, keeping you away. from. Oh, Maddie Max saying the number one impression is Howard Stern. And that's the <laughs> there's that's in dispute. No matter how many impressions <laughs> are done on this channel. Sure. This channel is going to be here for a decade. <laughs> Nothing. No. Imp- we could have impressionists on here. Nothing is going to touch Sick Nick's Howard Stern ever. It can't. It could not be done. <laughs> should also. <laughs> I mean, it's the best. <laughs> Zeus, let me explain the rules to keep it together. Kick it to you, my dear friend, my big brother, who's out here in a damn couple weeks. It is a part of Wrestling Brain Live, AE Double Dudes, where I, J0SHC, Mr. 50K, give you, the Zoobs, a prompt from the world of wrestling. And you, the Zoobs, must tell me if you want to keep it or kick it to that prompt. Do you want to keep it? Which means you like that prompt, you love that prompt, you want some more of that prompt, or do you kick that prompt, you hate that prompt, you never want to see that prompt again, Zoobs? Do you, once again, understand the rules of keep it or kick it? A lot of people needed to explain this week, I noticed in the chat. Uh, That is it. People like the explanation, I think. Yes. Even if, even if, you, I mean, you'd, you'd have to have a bug brain to understand the rules, basically <laughs> just by the name of the game. Yeah, that'd be a real, it'd be a real, it'd be a real, it'd be a real fool, but. <laughs> you really would. <laughs> Zoobs, keep it or kick it. More Dan Lambert involvement in all elite wrestling. Boy, even you've, you've this might be the third time you've asked this. Because every time he's out there, people <laughs> like him less and less and less. It's too bad that he's stuck with these two goobers, eh? It's, it's so bad. It uh, You split it. You split that one right down the middle, I think. Uh, Shaptop saying, is Tony Khan on with the zoobs tonight? Yeah, to- <laughs> Tony Khan still has black hair, the lucky son of a gun. <laughs> Kev sounds like, I know the rules, but I love hearing the rules. Yeah, I had a sense. He probably saying, can he kick it? Yes, you can. 
Eve Prime. Let's see. Kick, keep, keep, kick, keep, kick, kick, keep, kick, keep, kick, keep, kick, 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 keep, kick, kick, keep, kick, kick, keep, keep, kick. Wow. Split. That might be the most even kid or kick in all time, which I'm just going to outright say is an absolute credit to Dad Lamb. Torpedo Lloyd saying someone's saying he's cosplaying Jim Cornette. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> Cornette was was telling people that they weren't that they were didn't like that they were into the new thing that was too flashy in 1990. This is just Cornette in 2021. That's all this is. It's, it's the exact same act. You're a bunch of nerds. This show sucks. These guys are real guys. I know who they are. <laughs> hey, my name is Will Sink. Kicking this is just typical millennial behavior. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. McBanner Huge saying, I don't know what to say to this. Keep or kick. Yeah, I think that's in line with like, I, again, I think this is one of the most down the middle ones um all the time nice by the line saying i will say i don't understand why they show up every night and threaten violence and still have done literally nothing i don't think they threaten violence do they i think he's shitting on the show and he has bodyguards and he's like if you're a man you can come fight the only two men in here yeah i i think he's a different style of heel he's not like a brian Kays or team taz smash mouth will kick your ass he's like a a don Callis or again a jim Cornette to me i'm a nice man <laughs> Doug Crap, is he an actor? Is he really a free speech warrior? It does not matter. <laughs> yeah. Thomas, he's saying it's just a big bit. It's ironic and postmodern promos. Yeah. You can call it what you want. They put the spotlight on this guy for one second and he read his movie. He doesn't say a <laughs> word. And then he and then he goes, he, he just says like something your grandfather would say about watching wrestling. And the timeline is nothing but <laughs> I can't help it. I I don't listen. I get worked by all kinds of things on here, but but Dan Lambert, he, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't move me. I just I just think it's I genuinely think it's hilarious. With, with that first line of like, no, do they run out of black t shirts yet? Like a couple weeks back, like you just how do you love Matt Cardona and GCW and not love uh Mr. Dan Lambert? Thomas saying, it's so good. He just needs better dudes. I agree. Ashley Kutcher saying, I'm losing my mind that you guys think it's good. Call in. Let's talk about it. I, I'll say this. The thing that I dislike the most about it is the way that uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page he, like react to the things that he says. <laughs> yeah. It's like, guys, that's not how people listen to words, you know? Just, <laughs> it's not how words Matty get Matt listened the difference is GCW needed Cardona. Okay, I can understand that. There's a role difference for sure. I do think the act is very spiritually similar, but if you're saying, I hated Matt Cardona, the act, I only liked his function to this small promotion. Okay, I get that. Uh, having Lambert talk shit for weeks, get a weak tag team over, hopefully, and then get eaten alive by Archer is classic pro wrestling, says A. Jeffrey. That's, that's, <laughs> exact. Lance Archer's gonna throw this dude off a fucking balcony. People are gonna go, Banana. <laughs> I don't... Before we move, we're going to move on, obviously, because this is more time than they were even on the show. But it's so funny. <laughs> yeah. In the chat, A. Jeffrey is like, I'm losing my mind. Anybody thinks it's bad <laughs> right after <laughs> somebody else is like, I'm losing my mind that you think this is good. He's truly... <laughs> Everyone's losing their mind. It's Dan Lambert. Truly, 
Dan Lambert is truly on a different level. Uh, Matt Cardona backed it up by winning the GCW title. I don't want that for Dan Lambert. Uh, damn it, damn it, damn it. Saying, I want Sonny Kiss to be the person that feuds with Dan Lambert. That's a great call. Somebody who is like actively progressive uh, beating him would be tremendous and uh, a good push. But that said, just big, angry Lance Archer swatting him away too also feels like like if you had to sick someone on Dan Lambert, Lance Archer might be on that list. I'm sorry, Zeus. We'll move on. But <laughs> I agree with our vendor line. The confusion and the split, it means it's good and that it's working. Matt Hardy, Hardy gets a quick promo on Orange Cassidy here. Uh, are they doing a hair versus hair match? Lucha Stus Asbestos? Yeah, I for think Orange I, Cassidy and uh, I think, and the broken one. I think they may. I think we. I think I think Team Bald might might pick up Matt Hardy here. That's yeah, tapping tapping the sign for damn it, damn it, damn it, and uh, the sunny kiss call. I like that as as well as the chat. Yeah. Um, are you interested in this match, Zoobs? Uh Not as not especially no. Um, Can but, I reframe it? Can I reframe the question? But, you know. You, you like, I like, I like, I'll take a Harris's hair match. Somebody get, somebody joins the team. I'm happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying as a, as the leader and advocate of the hashtag play bald movement is sort of the angle you're taking on this one. Yeah. Matt Hardy, Matt Hardy being bald, I'd be okay with. If you want to hear more about Zoobs and the hashtag play bald movement and what athletes should or shouldn't join the bench or get in the game, you can always listen to Sportsfeld every week. <laughs> Sports show about nothing, hosted by the Zoobs and Jake Goldsby. It's a fantastic podcast. If you're listening to this on podcast, what could possibly stop you? It's more of the Zoobs over there at Sportsfeld. Zoobs, uh, as a TV match, Matt Hardy versus Doris Cassidy actually does a lot for me. Orange Cassidy's character is interesting in a hair versus hair match. Will he react to scissors? Will he run and scurry away? Or will Matt Hardy have the scissors in his head and be like, wait, I'm about to do it. Like show him the scissors. Like I'm gonna, I'm about, and that's when he strikes. Like I could see some fun stuff like that and how Orange Cassidy operates in that space. I'm, uh, I'm into it. Actually, Kutcher saying sounds like they're going to delete Matt Hardy's hair, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's nothing, nothing better than that for me. And Eric's correctly bring up they had a good TV match the other week. I, I agree with Eric. Yes, they did. MJF enters with Wardlow. Zoobs. No mention of the Pinnacle here. Just MJF and Wardlow. Um, I saw a lot of the term cheap heat going around a lot for Wardlow tonight here in Cincinnati. Of course, the hometown of Brian Pillman Jr. Shitting a lot or Brian Pillman Sr. I suppose more at the crux of this feud and Linda Pillman. And for those of you who've seen Dark Side of the Ring, you're maybe familiar with that story. Was this cheap heat to you, Zoobs? Uh, implying that his mom likes to uh, swallow the juniors and uh, <laughs> was, wasn't the, you know, some promiscuity. Was this too far for you? Is this cheap heat? Uh, no, you listen it. You know, it's a shoot, brother. No, <laughs> uh, this is—I—I I sort of appreciated that we were very much getting like he's just out there and separating himself from what happened and just trying to make anything new happen. Uh, as a as a bad guy, just going out there like trying to pick a fight with literally anybody that he can see. Uh, I didn't—I I didn't love. I and mean, this is obviously nitpicking as a as a as a wuss. I didn't love <laughs> like the old dare people to come over the guardrails. Like that's just really stupid. Thing to say in a promo in my opinion uh if you have wardlow there is it a little bit though like oh you're like you're looking over your muscle i suppose i get what you're saying though especially since they sort of did that later with junior face to face yeah anyway uh, yeah and oh it, 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 just for the almost reason is like it won't always be 
Somebody hears that and, and MJF isn't the guy that they go out to attack, right? It's not – somebody's like, I'm a, I'll jump the railing. You know what I mean? It's just a just a dumb thing to say in my opinion. But otherwise, um, yeah, it was it was, it was cheapy, but I was happy to see him just get away from the Jericho thing. And it's so funny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, how many mm-hmm. times in the last week did I say, do we – is Pinnacle and Inner Circle still a thing? And then there was like a six-minute block where they made a point to show both logos. <laughs> it, I was about to say so but, – but again, no mention of it here with Wardlow and Jericho, only for Proud and Powerful and Sean – or sorry, rather, FTR and Sean Spears later in the show, which I thought was uh... – it's kind of weird to me. Yeah, and it was on, no clue it was what on this Sammy's, is saying. It was on Sammy's cards, uh, the commercial. Uh, no clue what this is saying. Didn't someone literally jump the railing a few months ago? I also thought that was dumb. Yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, apparently Jericho booted that dude in the head as he gets in the ring. Talking about a lesson he learned, I think he said from Haku, where he goes, Irvine, if a guy's coming into the ring, they have to get into the ring. Like that moment when they have to go through the ropes is the moment that you just give her hell, which I thought was great insight to what being around Haku might be like. It's <laughs> like if they rush the ring, they're going in between those. You just kick them in the head right then. <laughs> I thought that was really, really excellent stuff. Uh, Sakuji's himself saying MJF sucks. He's indeed the sore loser. I didn't uh, listen. My gut when he made the, the blowjob joke was Ooh, that's pretty far. But, like, Linda Pillman and the sister are in the crowd, and he's against Brian Pillman Jr. It's not like this wasn't a discussion, right? Like, this doesn't encroach on the the Reed Flair stuff between Paige and Charlotte from years ago. Like, this feels different when when they're all around. It makes me confident that this was on the table. Wrestlers are weird people, man. Like, the, the discussion, they're like, actually, my dad would love his name to be brought up in Cincinnati. And then for me to come out and be the one that gets the pop and gets to cut a big fiery promo. So, well, my first instinct, I actually did understand why people were like, okay, I got there. Yeah. Uh, calling his mom a meth head wasn't great, says Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. I, like, again, exactly. I, I felt that, and then I was like, you know, she's, you know, she's right here. Uh, Shaftop, something I would agree with is that Pillman Jr. comes off like sort of a schmuck. I did feel that way, too, because it took, for me, it was like it took too much for him to finally snap and punch him. Like he let him go so yes. far. I was like, man, I, I agree. It was like you would, wouldn't you? Have, if you were really fired up, babyface, you would have, you would have been over the line like way earlier than the time. Even if you are afraid of Wardlow, if you were really fired up, it you it wouldn't matter, right? I don't know. I get what you're saying. Uh, it, yeah, I thought that you're right. Even though Wardlow was there, if somebody was saying all that shit about my mom. Well, don't get me wrong. With me, it wouldn't be very difficult. You no, know, Wardlow, you'd, you'd look down at Wardlow and be like, what Yeah, Wardlow it? wants to play a big man game with me. Yeah, you, you'd get real cute. Yeah, I don't shave the sides of my head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not, I'm not in the gym with glamour muscles. I'm in the dojo. I'm learning skills. I'm lethal. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Let him go too far. Uh, Ashley, could you say, don't you guys feel like the Wardlow arc is still a ways off, but like in a good way? Yeah, he was teasing a face turn a couple times in this segment. Looked away when MJF was getting pummeled the first time. Let Pillman through as some of the lines increased. But let me ask you and the chat, Zeus. We took a while to get to the first one, but perhaps we'll get to the second one a little quicker as we do. Another keep it or kick it. And I think we might have another one that, uh, yeah, Justin Moore's correct. Wardlow, aka Mr. 49K. A little worse than yeah, boy. Uh, <laughs> Zoops, damn it, damn it, I'm saying he's hot. Yeah, Wardlow's a sexy guy. There's no getting around that. Zoops, keep it or kick it. A strong mid card push for Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, that's a that's a kick for me. I don't think he's there quite yet. 
Uh, a lot going on. A lot going on in the old Fed right now. I don't know that he's ready right now for where the show is right now. Lots of kicks. We have a keep from a couple though. Thug Crap's into it. Sakuragi himself is into it. Keeps uh, hard to be found otherwise. E-Prime likes it. But oh, it looks like the keeps are coming through now. I'd say it's maybe two-thirds kick. Agreed, Zoobs. Stone Cold DT. I love hearing that. I love hearing I agree with Zoobs, you know? That's one of my favorite things to hear. You must love this show. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I deeply do. I deeply do. Um, this one's a kick for me. I, uh, I thought he did a good fire-up promo, actually, when he was on the ramp. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. He's, he doesn't quite resonate with me yet. Yeah. For whatever reason. Thank you to our mod, Maddie Mac, for watching over the chat tonight. We are the sword and shield, but Maddie Mac is the axe. He's the guillotine ready to come down on anybody with any sort of cruelty in our damn chat uh, and showing the keep it or kick it emotes at the at the top of keep it or kick it. So thank you, Maddie, in the chat, if you nasty, or Brains in the chat, or Hiroshi Tanahashi in the chat, but whatever we're doing, we're thanking Maddie Mac for uh, modding our stream tonight. Damn it, damn it, I was saying, no, I was saying CM Punk thinks Pillman Jr. is hot. Anyway, all right, well, I can't speak to that. Yeah, he, he, said, his, he said his name a couple times, but. Yeah, but I don't know if he was, like, saying he was hot. No, I, yeah, hot as in, like, wants to, wants to work him, I think. Yeah, Wasn't yeah. CM Punk's hotter than Brian Pillman Jr., though. Yeah, yeah. Look in his eyes, you know. <laughs> Ooh, Zoobs. A John Moxley promo setting up his match with Minoru Suzuki later on the night. I thought he squeezed a whole lot of living into whatever this was. 30 seconds, 45 seconds. I love this insult at Minoru Suzuki. D-toothing him, taking away the mystique, saying, maybe it's just where I'm from. But pausing for the Cincinnati crowd, they know where he's from. He's from there. Maybe it's just where I'm from. But I never found him that scary. Come on. <laughs> Walk around Cincinnati. You see guys tougher than Minoru Suzuki everywhere. Let me tell you, if you read Ken Shamrock's book, you're you're not gonna leave, you're not gonna leave with that impression, John Moxley. Yeah, and and, and listen, always great work from Mox, but I I, I I agree, I did like that, I like that insult a lot. Uh, me as well. What do you see? The cult of personality. Sakuragi himself saying, "Who in the blue hell is Dan Lambert? He's the uh, owner operator of American Top Team in Florida." That's correct. Zoops, another reminder here. Thank you to our podcast listeners. Remember to follow and subscribe if you're here. We do this every Wednesday and Friday after Dynamite and Rampage. There's just a whole lot of fun going on in the Wrestling Millionaire channel. Zoops, Ruby Soho versus Jamie Hayter up here. Uh, I thought a fun match here. Great to see Ruby the, over his rover just from the gate, eh? Yes, and I, I thought my, my real feel takeaway from this was like, I feel like maybe I'm casting aspersions on somebody that and I'm just wanting to see this, but it really feels like she feels like she fits here better mm. than she ever did. You know what I mean? I, and I would say maybe more than even some of the people. She might be more in the Miro camp where it's like she might really find herself here because John Moxley was sort of a return to John Moxley. Not that he hasn't turned it up. CM Punk is carbon copy still CM Punk. It seems like Brian Danielson is going to be a little bit more straightforward, like, but it's sort of return to American Dragon. But Ruby Soho sort of on the other side of that coin. She feels herself and she feels confident with the crowd behind her. You said it perfect, brother. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I'm really happy. I think she fits into the division perfectly. And you, you can sort of, um, you really have something here with, with 
now you've got two strong at the top of the division sort of aligned opposite each other. I think that's a that's a great place to be in and you're able to sort of yes. build out from underneath it. And I thought, you know, the build to this to the to the six person tag uh coming up and, and the like having several people backing up Brit, I think is really important to this. It was like you're able to now you're at the point where you can build something like this where people are having to team up to take them on. Um I think that is sort of how you begin to build the division uh, in terms of size and presence, right? Is really have some clear alignments and have people who are have each other's backs and stuff and have that end up being like, allow them to have stories that aren't just like, I'm coming for the title and and, and, and I'm jealous. Like, you know what I mean? Really have really have a, a division full of people that, that all think and act and, and function in their own ways. I love that you said presence there, that it gives like the division some presence. You know, Ruby is working her way up video game style through the minions to the boss. It gives a reason to be on the show, even though we know the overarching thing. It, it fills out that space a lot. I, I really like that the the way that you phrase that. McFadden for huge thing. Wow, how small is Rio though? <laughs> like she used to matter. Now she just doesn't. Yeah, it is uh you feel for Riho. Uh and Sheeta, who both gave a lot to this company and are um you know not forgotten but uh, maybe not being treated as they deserve wait, wait, anything you want to say about that soups uh thank you to doug crap for his 80th gift sub in the channel and he gives it out to the crown jewel of the bullet club uh... <laughs> chase owen said this is the <laughs> yeah more and more bottom rugs of the ladders at bullet club are saying wrestling friend. that is that is true <laughs> Tell Chase Owens I'm coming. <laughs> uh, we, we for the record, reliably outdraw Chase Owens extremely easily. <laughs> uh, in fact, the most, and this is thanks to guys like Doug Crap, uh, I think the most viewers Chase has ever had is uh, a good portion of our listeners in his chat fucking with him. So <laughs> thank you, Chase. Um, the era of Lulu Pencil is here. Incredible. You're welcome, Chase, says Doug Crap. Thank you, Doug Crap, says him. <laughs> uh, I agree with what Tork Penderloin was saying up there. This is a little bit ago, but uh, can we get to Jamie Hader versus Chris Statlander? Stat? Yeah. Pardon the pun? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great piece of that, that, that undercard of that feud. That very intriguing. Great call from Torque Penderloin, as always, of course. And a great call from uh, Torque Penderloin coming right up here ah, probably 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, beautiful. The Pinnacle enters FTR and Sean Spears. I only say the Pinnacle because they use the Pinnacle logo. And Entrance Music Zoops, this was... I, I, want, I want clarity. I'm craving clarity here. Isn't MJF the leader of this gimmick? Yeah, right? But he's busy. He's busy cutting a big promo and brawling with Hillman Jr. by himself. Yeah, but, but Wardlow was there with them. Yeah, weird. It's weird. I think he's still... So where was it? I think he's still, I think he's still involved. I think this is one of those things where he's like, yeah, I need to come out to watch them fight the Dark Order. Dorks. God damn, Zooms. A uh, cutting critique of their opponents tonight. John Hungry, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. Uh, I do fully believe that uh, JR has forgotten this man's name is John Silver. Uh, I like that he uses Hungry uh, as his last name as a sports caller. What? It's like, Broder makes the save. Uh, Hungry takes a backdrop. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> I, I do really appreciate that. The pinnacle is fine, says Fruits Redible. Yeah, heard that one before. Uh, they're telling the story here, and I like this that the heels are the united team. And the faces are the ones who can't get it together. Not often that you see this dynamic playing out in the faction disorder as Stu Grayson and uh, Evil Uno struggle 
to convince John Hungry to be their underling during this match. Do you like this story of the the Dark Order split zoobs, Dark Order Civil War? At least it's a, at least it's a functioning story, uh, and it's sure. and you can tell it's going somewhere. And I think uh, I think they probably do for a split. I think there's a, there's a real lack of direction, especially after the you know the split with Hangman. There there is no real like you know what it what it really even matters to be the leader of Dark Order or, or any of that right. so so um I would I would actually like to see a faction disband and, and would like to see uh Uno and Stu like make a tag team run. I think they I think they have value in the division as as I'm with you tough to beat veterans uh that have seen it all and worked with all these teams and know everybody's weaknesses and and are a strong like work rate team. I think there's real potential there. I couldn't agree more, Zeebs. And again, it's something that I've sort of been sold on to over time. And out the gate, I didn't feel that way. But I think they're telling a pretty clear story here. It's like, and, and Tully Blanchard makes it clear in his promo afterwards. It's like, look at the Dark Order. That's what happens without leadership. Like, I am the leader. Now, Evil Uno telling the story. It's like, I need to become a leader. Uh, Suguchi, yeah, we get this every week. The Fiend is in AEW. He would unite the Dark Order. I, I can't think of a piece of booking I would dislike more than Bray Wyatt taking his dead best friend's place at the top of this faction let's let's leave that alone i say i don't want that to happen <laughs> please very, please do not do pretty, that AW. and i have faith that they won't i have pretty, faith pretty leading the dark order maybe the friend i could i can open up to to my uh booking of the friend uh i'm sappy for the dark order and if page comes back to unite them i will shed tears as dark penderloin i like that uh, down the road a lot more uh ashley kutcher saying the dark order is supposed to be a cult of losers they're gonna have friction extremely true yeah, good point by Ashton Kutcher. Um, and again, I think the real value, like you said, Zoobs, is Uno and Grayson just as core members of the tag division. If they want to recruit down the road as they put back together, they can, right? There's no stopping that. That that was the whole the whole genesis of the Dark Order was uh, recruitment. You could get back to that. Yeah, and I think I think you could have some moments like um, again, there people always seem to think that Preston Vance is the one that were that is like the. Uh, but you know him taking the mask off it could be a moment for him of, of character development that gives him right. a direction, like gives him something other than being the guy that looks like the Joker in in uh, Dark Order. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's time. Well, you know me, Zoobs. I've always been more six and seven were always more of the guys that I wanted to see uh, get going there. <laughs> Uh, Tully's giving a promo about leadership. He talks about next week, Sean Spears is going to face that cheapskate Darby Allen and Zoobs. The crowd starts chanting Darby Allen just for his name being mentioned in a backstage promo out of Tully Blanchard. That, I mean, that's getting over, man. Yeah, Darby's, he's up there, man. He's right, he's right up there with everybody. In terms of popularity on this show and 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 nuclear hot recognition, as you said, name recognition, he's up there with anybody on this roster. I didn't love the Tully promo, but no, never, I never loved the Tully promo. <laughs> Especially, it's like you got you got the, the top guys right there. It's like we we need somebody else talking, but um, you know, Darby Allen's gonna kill Sean Spears next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, Zangzo saying Mister Iguana is the only leader of Dark Order for me. Sick Nick. Uh, putting it better than it's ever been said. Seventh Offensive saying, Tully is a snooze fest. Yeah, nine out of ten times I agree with you. Uh, Ashton Kutcher saying, Darby is short for Darbol. I didn't know that, but I believe it. 
Marvez backstage with the Varsity Blondes. He's interviewing Brian Pillman Jr. after Griff Garrison has been laid out by those suckers earlier. Uh, another promo here from Brian Pillman Jr. The acclaimed are backstage. Uh, our first sighting of Max Caster in a while, uh, post-suspension. And uh, they set up a match with a sort of milk toast exchange for Rampage. Matt Caster versus Brian Pillman Jr., which my Discord was saying is the most AW Dark AW Rampage match that you could possibly announce. Yeah, looking like a couple real dorks backstage. Like real looking like real schmuck losers, you know? <laughs> That's uh <laughs> just schmuck losers. Well, I don't know. No, I don't I'm not saying you're wrong. I there, listen, there's a place there's a place for you obviously if the being pro, good at promos, you want to grow it and things. But I feel like the Brian Pillman Jr. and he just needs to be like a guy who's like seems like he's shot out of a rocket at all times, right? Like and it's his just dad, like, the loose cannon, and he's just like charging at people, and it's like you say anything, he he just runs you down, and like you know what I mean? Like, yes, I don't crazy. think uh, if he had just come out in that Bengals jersey and ran down the ramp and and punched MJF before Wardlow got a chance to get at him, and then like I don't know, I feel like the beatdown. Has a lot more crescendos versus him just sort of looking like a goober over the course of the evening, <laughs> getting flowers and like, I don't know, people we don't. No, I'm. Really I think care that's a really good much. point. Um, we'll shout out uh, to Rick and Nick this Friday, doing this for AW Rampage as weak as Brian Pillman Jr. versus Max Caster is good lord zoobs the top of that card. Pac versus Andrade Elidolo. I mean, this was already announced for Friday, but I suppose just being advertised here on the show tonight. Boy, the, I'm jealous of the boys there. That's going to be a fun one to talk about. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be that's that's a that's a main event in any town, as they say. <laughs> it is a main event in every single damn town. Anfield Road saying one million managers here, and we're letting Brian Pillman Jr. cut multiple promos. <laughs> Point well taken. The elite is walking out. Everybody's selling their injuries. The Bucks more than most, which I really appreciated. There as the cage match was <laughs> well worth selling a couple days later. Um, I love this version of the elite. Adam Cole Zubes is somebody that, uh, as we have been talking about his rumored arrivals, I think I've just been sort of maybe missing something in Adam Cole, even the ring of honor run, the, the NXT run. He's just never, especially been my guy. I don't know if I was turned sour by that takeover Toronto match with Johnny Gargano that I just didn't like at all in the main event. I'm not sure exactly what it was, but for some reason tonight feels like already the most I've ever liked Adam Cole. Interesting, interesting. I I feel like I'm. It's still not. Um, to me, I don't know. To me, it, it, he he continues to feel like um, it, like if we're doing the 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 tier ranking sort of gimmick, he feels like an A in a world of S's sometimes. Rank the elite Zoobs. Who's in the S tier? Who's in the A tier? Who's in the B tier? Here, want me to say the name and then you give them the ranking? Is that the easiest way to do it? Oh boy, we quick rank down. Okay, Kenny Omega at S. The Young Bucks. S. Uh, Luke Gallows and the Machine Gun Carl Anderson. C. Brandy Cutlers. <laughs> ben. <laughs> uh, Don Callis. A, a. And Adam Cole Bay Bay. I think he's A with Callis, personally. Okay. There we go. Uh, so he's not fully landed for you yet. Would that be fair to say? Yes, but also I think people that... Um, I've seen him a little bit more. People that were big into him of, you know, PA and PWG. Like, I didn't really see a ton of him on the indies either, really. So I sure. I don't have the backlog. And, and I, I I will believe it. Um, I, I think it was Anfield Road who did make the point 
um, on our Twitter account earlier this week. He's like, he basically has been a, a champion and a, a top guy everywhere he's gone. Um, so I, I, I probably should be cutting him more of the benefit of the doubt. And I hope, and I, I, I do have high expectations for sort of the work he could do here. It just feels like, it just feels like, um, you know, when you rank all the, the return moments now of all these people, his, his things are always like the, the shortest and the sort of, they, they're serving to get you somewhere else, you know? I totally get what you're saying. And even to circle back to your initial point, it's not like surrounding yourself with, with Kenny Omega right beside you is going to be easy to shine, right? This is uh, the PWI's number one wrestler in the world, as Don Callis points out twice during his excellent promo here. Don Callis, somebody that uh, both people who watch the pay-per-view on Sunday that I know watching wrestling for the first time in a while brought up to me too. Big fans of his pastel pink suit on uh, Sunday and both brought up Don Callis, which I thought was very cool. Um, Eric points out that all he does is earnestly say how much he loves his followers over and over. And I'll say this. Uh, we love our followers way more than he does. We're, he's not who, who does? Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. Come on. Adam he's he's not being, you. Like, he's, you know, not even close. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't have fans, but we, if you're, if you want to interact with the Zoobs and I, we're, we're not, I mean, the Zoobs won't reply to you on Twitter, but, okay. but I will. And uh, well, let, let me and, say this Adam, Adam Cole also streams on Twitch, right? He does? Yeah. The Chugs, the Chugs. Uh, do people call into his show if, when they're, if they're in the chat? Well, yeah, I bet he's just like, here's an open link. Call in and chat Call with in me, and guys talk. who I yeah. love. Right? Yeah, Adam. It's one thing to say. It's another thing to do. Absolutely right. When I say I love someone, it's an active love. That's right. And that's double for the Zoops. My love, my love language is actions as well. So I understand. My love language is watching the damn biz. Don Callis also believes that the PW500 is a fan vote. That That is 100% true. <laughs> um, he is boring. Wrestling brain is good. Donk Alice <laughs> I love shit like that. The Chugs says Zangson. I hate that name. That's the Adam Cole show. The Chugs. Evidently, yeah. I bet you this guy even has more subscribers than us. Well, I mean, he's come on. You know, WWE they pipe those numbers in, right? Yeah, I know. They're just paying for the follows. Of course, if you want to pay for a follow, you can head on over to patreoncom slash No problem with that. Brian Danielson is out interrupting the elite for the second time in Zoobs. What does Brian do? Listen, is Brian a talker? Is Brian the, the best promo on this show? No. He's the best head kicker. He's the best ass kicker. He's the best submission guy. He's out there with the elite, and he says, Kenny, you're saying it doesn't work like that. Do you want to see it? The crowd says, yes. It's on, baby. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega. Zoobs, this is real. Zoobs, this is real. Amazing. Can you believe it, right? It's just in a million years, would you have ever believed uh, no. honest to God, uh, he walks right down the ring, knocks the mic out of the way, says, "Let's do it." Uh, you gotta love it. You fucking gotta love it. I mean, I have such high expectation. Me as well. I mean, it, it it is it maybe like the highest anticipation match? Like Omega caught a four. Andrade Omega had huge, huge uh, expectations, but this might even be above those. Like. Brian Danielson, who's outright saying he's making it his mission statement. Like, I want to see what these guys feel like. Like, I've watched Kenny Omega. I want to compete with Kenny Omega. Unbelievable. Yeah, and and it, and it just straight up, uh, like, I want to prove that you're not on my level, too. Just sort of like the what he's going in with it is it's straight up like I'm the best at this and nothing else. I, I really like that focus and that I I the the sort of the 
he's always sort of going to be compared, I think, sometimes to CM Punk. It's sort of a natural thing as two two huge stars that are both coming in at the same time, and um, you can trace well, one huge star, and then Daniel Bryan. Yeah, but you and you can you can trace their their histories. You know, what I mean? you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's interesting that like he's very clearly coming here on the dream match route, like right. He's like he's here to he's here to fight all these guys on his list, and and it's it's a it's a very interesting fun dichotomy to see both play out at the same time. Well, and a smart one, don't you think? Keep these guys apart. Use them differently. It's Eventually, they're going to come around. They're going to tag, and then they're going to fight each other. We got time, but for now, it's like Brett and Sean. Let's keep, let's keep them in separate lanes until we need to bring them together. They could prop up wherever they are on the card separately. They can carry that. Um, just great booking here, I feel like, by All Elite Wrestling, and a good uh, showing of, of, you know, once again, it's a pro-fan company. Okay, we know what you want. Here you go. No, no junking around. I'm also personally thankful to CM Punk and Brian Danielson because Zoobs, you've heard me complain many times about there's just not enough white wrestling shirts out there. <laughs> Daniel Bryan's just out there in a white t-shirt and CM Punk, yeah, we did one. That's not on accident. All the Every wrestling brand drop has a white t-shirt or a colored t-shirt in it. I've never done a drop of just black t-shirts and I won't. It was my only rule when you were asking my inputs. I don't care what's on them as long as they're not black. The Zoobs, as always, says it's perfect. Zoobs, when these guys were squaring off, all I could think, and I don't know if you've ever felt this before, is I wish I could explain to non-wrestling fans how crazy this is. Because if they understood, like if something like this was happening in their greatest in their greatest interest, their stacks would be blown. Brian Danielson is face-to-face with Kenny Omega, saying, knock this thing away. I don't give a shit about the rankings. We're fighting. Zoobs, how, how, do we, how do we let them know? How do we get them to see what we see? It's impossible. There's no parallels to draw. There's no other world where these sort of things happen. There's just, there's just nothing, especially when you add the crowd, when you add the rumors, when you add the 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 twists and turns of it all. Uh, there's no comparison anywhere in the world. And the only, unfortunately, the only way to truly love it is to is to really experience it the exact way we do. We are doing it exactly perfectly, you and I. We care about it the exact perfect amount. As we always have and always do. Doing it our way is always the best way. Oh, listen, you want to know how to really understand how to love it and appreciate it is you is be a part of the wrestling brain community. That's the honest to God truth. That keeps me, you know, enjoying it and loving it more than I ever could have imagined. What a great show! Can you can you imagine just like Kenny Omega <laughs> out here against Daniel Bryan in in, in, in this show and and that in the, and that, that's oh that's before the main event of Mox versus <laughs> Suzuki. Like what a world! Again, world. we say it every show to the point of it being probably tiresome, but no, I can't. The answer is always no, I can't believe it. And tonight, for some reason, don't get me wrong, Brian Danielson showing up was crazy, but I think we all suspected it to some degree. But for some reason, just like face to face with Kenny Omega, it just registered for me. It washed over me like a cold wave. I was like, oh my, whoa, whoa. you know, like this sort of thing. It's it's amazing to watch. Um, got a, I'm interested to see if Cole sticks with, his style of dress was something I was thinking tonight while everyone was in the ring. Because everybody else in that faction has made it their mission to look as ridiculous as possible pretty much every possible chance they get. Uh, and he's very much like wearing my pro wrestling tees shirt with black jeans. And he looks cool. He's... <laughs> he's what I dress like. <laughs> leather jacket, wrestling shirt, black jeans. Let's go. Zoobs, I have a keep it or kick it involving Adam Cole, our third one of the evening. If you're ready and the chat's ready, I say let's get to it. Absolutely. 
Ashton Kutcher saying he's coming to Van City. Block him from the chat. Matty Mack, can you take care of uh, Ashton Kutcher? Just ban him for 30 minutes. Let him know that no one... No, of course not. <laughs> it, it is the worst joke ever, calling Vancouver Van City now. Flub isn't in my Discord, so he doesn't see how often it gets... I mean, t- to say that it's a dead horse being beaten in my Discord, we- we've resurrected the horse, and we've killed it again. Jesus didn't come back this many times <laughs> and then get killed over. The horse of calling it Van City in my Discord is so dead it might as well be Adam Cole, if you know what I'm saying. Which ah, leads me into our next keep it or kick it here, Zooms. Here we go. Adam Cole's AW music is better than the Undisputed Era theme. Interested to see this. Um, a lot of it's very interesting. Uh, a lot of music talk on, on this show now, right? It's not on yeah. the show, but like in terms of AEW is. What, a part of getting these bigger stars is 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 the little little things. I think for a little bit we sort of let you sort of let it slide, right? Like it's a new company, nobody's going to have anything iconic. So it, so it's like if any, if any one thing stands out, that'll be great. But now it's starting to get to like you have legit cult of personality is playing. You have the Pixies. Like it's starting to be, become like you're going to have to be recognized when that music hits. Well, and you're right. When they started they were bad for it. Like the MJF theme was good, but most of their in-house themes, the Mox one was good. There were exceptions, but a lot of them just incredibly lackluster. Yeah. So it looks like mostly keeps here that uh, people prefer the AEW one, but there's some people going to bat for the Undisputed Era theme. Torque Penderloin will be coming up here in a couple minutes saying the Undisputed Era theme was top tier. They both suck, says damn it, damn it, damn it. Wow, I, I actually really like both. Interesting. Yeah, I very, like this theme a lot. Very interesting. And Adam Cole's a guy who has like natural cool and swagger. And so themes at that BPM where he's just like strolling are, uh, it, you know, no one will ever touch the BPM match of Destroyer, Samoa Joe's theme, which just, it's like you hear it and you can picture Samoa Joe walking. Like that's the perfect tempo for the man matchup. But I actually think that this is uh, something very, very akin to that. I hated the Undisputed Era because they wrestled Oni Lorcan at a takeover and they weren't good enough heels to get booed against my favorite baby face, Oni Lorcan. So damn it, damn it, damn it. Not sure what that has to do with the song. <laughs> no clue. Samoa Joe's theme is one of the best in all of wrestling. That's right, nice boy online. That's absolutely correct. We move into the main event. Bom, bom, bom. Main bom, event time. Bom, Joe, Joe, Joe. Bomb, bomb, bomb. Bomb, bomb. All right, Zeus, the main event. <laughs> Minoru Suzuki is out, and again, the segue is just falling into my lap tonight. Speaking of fucking themes, here we go. This it, is listen. You came on the air. People need to know you came. We we come on the air together. You know, five minutes before the show goes off the air. Um, you know, like like two like two fighters. We are separated until our our passion for doing wrestling is <laughs> is at an absolute fever pitch, and then we we unleash. Uh, we have five minutes, uh, and you were you came in steaming hot that that this, that this music. I was like, this guy probably hated the show based around this music blunder, which, you know, a couple times we've, we've seen uh, AW audio issues be a couple things that have screwed up. Um, but this was a disrespect. My my God. I, I don't know how this happens. I was leg- – listen, you don't want to be too nitpicky about this stuff. And, I, and frankly, I feel okay getting mad about this because I think we avoid a lot of this sort of minutia shit on this show. But why the fuck are you going to put Minoru Suzuki on national television and cut off his theme two seconds before the big sing-along moment that everyone was there? It's 
it's un- how is that not a note on the sheet? It's unimaginable to me. Now, listen, Philly Mike Swanson at Philly Swanson on Twitter thinks that uh, it was a good call so that they get extra time in the match. And listen, that guy, that guy was on the receiving end of the stick tonight. That guy came at the king and missed. He he was defending this, and I haven't even put it in the Discord for the support of my people <laughs> to go batter him, which will happen, Philly. Um, Zoom's. <laughs> What the fuck? It's crazy. crazy. It is crazy. Crazy. Uh, uh, you know, a real, a real mistake, a real big mistake is all I can really say. Uh, I hated that it was cut off. I find, I find no joy in it being cut off. It, it very sad and sour. I bet Tony was pissed. Yes, I agree, Matty Mac. Tony is going to be pissed. That is absolutely right. Doug Crap offered to crap time him. Good Lord. Uh, fate I wouldn't wish on my worst enemy, but in this case. Um, you know what? Uh, we I, Before we talked about this, before we talked about the AEW uh, press conferences or whatever, those little calls. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they let Marks, you know, they let, they let these Marks call in. Oh, <laughs> these Marks really call in. And Mr. Mr. Clark. Uh, yeah, Tony, no, no. Tony, TK, can I call you TK? <laughs> What was it like to sign CM Punk? All right. Yeah. Presumes <laughs> yeah. is an actual sports journalist, yeah. but he sees the wrestling Listen, media. He goes, if they no ever, facts, if they ever let us, if they ever let us in that call, it'd be Tony. Tony, one question: Somebody getting fired about this about this theme song thing with Suzuki, or 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 do you know? Well, are you know, got... or do you have a death wish? What's what's which is it? You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we gotta dump this guy into the volcano for God's sakes! Shameful. So Ashton Kutcher and I agree. Oh, well, Kabashi pointing out exactly what I said to you, Zoobs. Uh, the way Mox does the paradigm shift looks almost too safe now. He did this to Cardona at GCW, too. He gets the guy so up that it's more suplex than it is DDT, which is crazy because the best, best Death Riders, he does get them high, but then it's almost like a brain buster of DDTs, like more of a spike than a traditional DDT. So I agree. Anfield Road saying that's a level of fuck up where you just need to bring them back to try again. Correct. It's absolutely correct. What'd you think of this main event, Zoobs? Mox, Suzuki 2, getting down, getting down, moving it all around. You know, it was hard-hitting. It was hard-hitting. Um, I also don't like the suplex Death Rider, but um, all in all, it was a really strong night, and you had to have it main event. Um, but honestly, the, the music, the, the, no, the theme song getting cut off did, like, sort of sour my brain on it for the first little bit. I was just like, I'm really, really, really disappointed. That was supposed to be the hypest moment. And then right after everybody yells for Suzuki, they get to pop for Mox. Uh, but nice to see, you know, Suzuki getting color and it was hard hitting. Um, it's a tough act to follow because they had a really, really, really good match before. I don't know that it hit those heights. I like what Doug Crap said about it in the chat. It felt like a sneeze that didn't get let out. That you're like, ah, <laughs> And then, and I felt that way for the beginning of this match, and it wasn't that long of a match. And then the match ends with two minutes to go off air, and it's just Mox going through the crowd in Cincinnati, which is a great moment. But like, I don't know. I, I like this match, but to act like it even resembles their um, their New Japan match, it, it was nothing approaching that level for me. Yeah, that New Beginnings match is is wicked, though. So I mean, it's not really saying all that much, but you know, you, you just hope for for better than this. Cincinnati did treat John Moxley like a hero. And uh, it had a big fight feel, but I, I can only really call this a bit of a, it underdelivered. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I would agree. Um, I will ask you and the chat before we end the podcast and before we end the YouTube video, 
Uh, yes. Your performer of the evening. Who's your Who's your standout performer of the night on a jam packed night full of stars? Who's the chat and who do you, my friend, have as your standout performer of the evening? Thank you for asking me, Zoobs. I always appreciate that. And yet, uh, I feel like in this segment, people only grow to hate me more and more. Uh, <laughs> because my answer for uh, week three in a row is the best in the world. C.M. Punk. Starting a feud with all of Team Taz at once, making me come unglued for what's to come there. Uh, I thought that the promo started one way and ended another. Carried a long segment. C.M. Punk once more. You're seeing uh, Ruby Soho, Taz, Butler, MJF, multiple multiple Ruby Soho. But Ruby Soho seems to be the uh, lead. If you're listening on the Happy podcast, on the podcast before we say goodbye, let let, let us know. You're uh, you're one to seven. Tweet it at us at Russell underscore Brain on Twitter. Uh, we would love to know and who your standout performer of the evening was. We can get a, a better aggregate of who these shows are really truly about. Some Danielson love coming in late. I will uh, also give it to Ruby Soho. I thought she fit in like a real glove awesome. and really gives some real depth to that division that I'm really looking forward to seeing. Um, Josh, anything else? Closing, closing statements on the episode of Dynamite before we go for our Twitch exclusive audience. We're going to talk to Andrew Sieslack and take your calls live on the air. Twitch.tv slash wrestling brain. Just a great night with motion. I thought I loved the whole elite segment. Like I mentioned, I thought Jamie Hayter making her debut in singles match managed to look great. Dustin Rhodes and Malachi Black was maybe a little bit better than I was expecting, even if some other parts of the show uh, were lackluster. I think we've got some time to go, right? They announced this Grand Slam show, which we'll talk about maybe more in the post show or with a caller. Uh, every wrestling promotion doing a show called Grand Slam, by the way. And I don't know if there's something to do that, <laughs> but maybe we'll look into that. Um, so, yeah. We, we have a long road to full gear. There are programs that are primarily going to be TV, and I'm curious to see where they go. And uh, if you're our podcast listeners, please head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star rating. Leave some kind words in there. If you're listening on Spotify, go drop us a follow there. Uh, I think there's a chance Zoobs and I will be doing a uh, monthly exclusive audio-only podcast on that feed. So, do, so drop it a subscribe, and you can get uh, that in there too. But that's about all I have to say about this before we get to the great Andrew Seaslack Zoobs. Excellent. So nothing else to say to our audiences on there than love and energy. Love and energy. Thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I personally thought it was, uh, you know, pretty good. And if you agree with me, there's a couple different ways you could support us here at Wrestling Brain. First of which, you're enjoying the podcast. Head on over to the iTunes store. Give us a five-star review. Leave some kind words. We would greatly appreciate that. Also, wrestling fans know wrestling fans. Tell somebody you know about this podcast we greatly appreciate it if you want to go a step further you can always take in the real show live twitch.tv slash wrestling brain you get to the post show you get our interviews you get our calls the full experience over there on twitch.tv slash wrestling brain love and energy <laughs>